0: Welcome to Tony's Take Podcast. Hey, yes, 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 I'm so excited I'm starting before that music even ends. This is episode 77, sports of Tony's Take Podcast. Can you
1: dig it? I like, 77, we're like way into... The offensive lineman numbers right now.
0: Yeah, we're, we're crushing it. We're up there with like, the Littrells and the Dextros and stuff like that. But
1: <laughs> Don't know that name. But. Oh,
0: you do. Uh, I am Sean and joined with me, we've got Off-Road Andy.
1: Um, oh, I've already talked, so it's a little weird for me to introduce myself again.
0: And but. Tony Katz. <laughs> Here we go.
1: <laughs> he hasn't said anything yet. so Doesn't matter. You, I, I can't I've already wait.
0: spoken and I've just now announced myself. All right. You're darn right. All right, let's get into this.
1: Are you Mr. ready for Grater? some after that amateur uh, opening? Let's oh. talk some amateur sports. I'm of course Heckling. talking about the NCAA football. Uh, it continues on third, basically the third week, uh, fourth, fourth for some teams. Um, Alabama. We said Alabama might they facing they're facing a real team last week, and maybe they'd get a little bit of a challenge. And uh, absolutely not. They got nothing. Uh, they they destroyed Ole Miss yeah they they just look so far in a class of their own the other top teams uh some of them didn't they didn't win by as much iowa state had a close game where they faced a good opponent
2: yeah that was that was an expected close game that was probably one of the better games of the week too for at least the first
1: yeah few quarters so we're gonna start to move more into uh conference play and get some bigger matchups um we did have a big conference uh matchup last week and that was lsu auburn auburn was a Undefeated, looked impressive beating Washington, and as it goes for Auburn, they always lose a couple games in the middle of the season, and they lost here to on a last-second field goal to LSU. But I don't think anyone was too surprised by that. They're both uh, good good teams. So, you happen to catch any of that? The LSU game? Yeah.
2: No, I did see the highlights, but I did not get to watch the
1: game i was uh a- away from the tv uh during the day so missed most of most of the action here another top 10 team uh just flat out lost was uh, wisconsin lost to byu did not look very good they yeah, haven't looked that was, all that good the whole year
2: i know i agree that they were the first game against this um, when they opened up the season when they were pretty they were big favorites they didn't cover they didn't look that you know but it's first game so you never know and then they won the second week. I forget against two, but still, it just hadn't been looking impressive. And BYU is one of those teams that they're they're always like a little dark horse team. They're a team that can beat you on any given day because they, the way they're coached and the way they're just brought up out there, they give it their all. And I remember listening to a, uh, a one of the BYU coaches a few years ago talking about how he always thinks his guys have an advantage because out there, most of these I think all these guys actually are like Mormon. And part of the Mormon culture is no drugs, no alcohol, no like – Yeah, caffeine and stuff like that for the ones that are really serious and he talked the coach talked about one time how like with not having that in your body and stuff like that and not having to worry about them being like late late night partying they you know he says his players automatically always have an advantage because of that and they're also just brought they just play tough they're always a team that can upset you at any day that's just how that program is and wisconsin had their guard down i want to say they were like 20 plus point favorites and didn't even win and I I had a feeling too when I saw that they were down by three because I was actually golfing at the time and I saw that they were down by three with like seven seconds left I knew it was about to be like a 45 to 50 yard field goal and I even said I was like there's no way I was like college kickers just choke and then they really choke when it's like a big situation like that so I knew he was gonna he was gonna miss that and right then and
1: there I was like oh shit dude Wisconsin's gonna lose well, we saw pro kickers uh, can't make those kicks yeah. either. So yeah, we'll talk get, about that, we'll get a little to later. that later. But <laughs> uh, another another big game this week. Uh, USC uh, heading in one one. They're playing Texas. Um, looked like a couple, probably evenly matched teams, like fringe top twenty five type teams. But Texas just killed them. And uh, yeah. USC, I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know where they're headed. I can't see the coach lasting too long if they if they go like you know 6 and 6 this year or something uh it's not going to he's not going to last U- Yeah, they, USC uh, fans just expect more. Yeah, the Pac-12 has um, been struggling a little here. Yeah, the whole, really the whole conference has been bad. But, uh, there's a big Pac-12 game this weekend that we'll talk a bit about. Um but the other the other uh local team here UCLA is doing even worse than USC. <laughs> they're now 0 and 3 after getting just, you know, destroyed by Fresno State at home, which when you schedule Fresno State, you know, it's like, oh, that they put some guys in the NFL. They have a, a bit of talent, but they're a team you should take care of business against, especially at home. Yeah. And to just not even come within two scores is
2: I haven't actually gotten to watch a UCLA game yet, but I just can tell that I've seen that it's I even said I think I we turned the game on actually. Uh, when it was after the we, after the fight on Saturday night, and it was 16-7 at halftime. And I remember even saying, like, oh, my gosh, like, this is not the high-powered Chip Kelly yeah. offense. And, I mean, I don't think Chip Kelly's on any sort of hot seat right now because I think he's here for a few years. I think they just understand their situation. Like, okay, we just don't have the quarterback of the offense for what we'd like to do with Chip Kelly. So I think eventually – It'll get better,
1: but it's gonna be a long season for UCLA fans this year. It's a really screwed up team right now. Yeah, and they, it's not Chip Kelly's players. He, uh, it's not even his quarterback because he uh, they got that transfer from Michigan, who was supposed to start, and he start he did start the season. He got hurt right away. Now they had to turn to a true freshman who's a is a good prospect and probably someone who will fit Chip Kelly's offense. Yeah, but he's a true freshman, and they don't have the players around him. They don't have they're not conditioned for this like the Chip Kelly offense. The high pace, uh, the guys just aren't ready for it. So they don't have, like, any of that advantage. And, so, you know, the, those Oregon teams are so great at running the ball. Like, you think of, like, their quarterbacks always being so good. But they really just – they ran the ball so well because you didn't know where it was coming from. They just pick up these these eight-yard carries out of nowhere just off, like, misdirection. And right now that's not working at all for them. And they're just relying on a true freshman quarterback. So, But, yeah, there's no – they can go 0 and 12. He'll be fine, and yeah. they might they might just do that. <laughs> and uh, in the college, you don't get a better draft pick for that. So, yeah, but I
2: think with oh, people like playing in Pasadena, they like playing for UCLA. Chip Kelly, I think people realize that he is still he's a good coach. Just that they don't have the pieces for him. wasn't right now. Wasn't that
1: long ago he was that he was. Yeah, it's crazy to think so. that ever
2: since he went to the NFL, it just hasn't really been the same for him, like winning wise. Yeah. Uh, that's what that's what happens. Some of these guys, that's you know, that's exactly what happens.
1: But the big controversy was that the quarterback's dad completely called him out. Yeah, I heard. He even about brought that. up like how he failed like his last thirty games as a coach. He's only won five games or something. I don't know what, what it was, but it's like he was coaching the 49ers and had a bad season with Philly and you can't hold his NFL record against his college record. Um, and he he called him like a fluke at Oregon, which he coached for Multiple years, even before he was the head coach, he was the offensive coordinator. Yeah, he definitely getting, wasn't
2: like a fluke.
1: Yeah, it's it's that's really stupid. But uh, reminds me of another uh, former UCLA dad getting involved in places he shouldn't. Huh. So I don't know if this guy actually loves Chip Kelly. He's like, here's a here's a place I can uh I can get some you know rile up some controversy, get my name out there. Maybe I'll be on uh, First Take or something. I don't I don't know what. But I don't know. I don't uh, think this guy's nearly as, as entertaining. We'll have to see in the coming weeks.
2: Yeah. They just like to get their name out there in the, in, like, the news. So it's like, you know, people all of a sudden are like, oh, quarterback's dad insults coach or whatever. And it's all out there in L.A. and stuff, yeah. too. So they love that shit. And it's so
1: easy now. It's just like anyone can have a Twitter well, or exactly, a yeah. I mean or whatever.
2: That's, yeah. Everybody's can, you know, you can talk to whoever and give them your peace of mind.
1: Well, they always wonder what the players think, like, you're getting in between us, like.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Does Chip Kelly have to be like, "Do you feel this way too? Do you really <laughs> think I'm setting you up to fail?" All right. Well, that's enough of last week. That's in the past. Let's let's talk about this upcoming week. Uh, we always like to talk about the Thursday game. Always some. There are always some like smaller schools, but sometimes some entertaining games. This week, it's uh, we're in the American Conference, Tulsa at Temple, and this this conference has. It's all over the place. Just schools all over, and <coughs> makes for some uh, weird shit going on. Uh, Temple is favored by seven. They came coming off a big win over Maryland, but they were one. They were one and two. They lost to Villanova. Tulsa's also one and two, but they've had some closer losses. Uh, I'm picking Tulsa. They're they're getting seven points. It's on the road, but I've seen that Tulsa team, dude have some success in the past.
2: Yeah. I mean they're they're not a yeah, I haven't watched too much of them, but I know Temple has had some rough games and I think that's one of those things where you kinda you're actually getting some value in Tulsa because let's be honest, the only reason Temple's you said favored by seven Temple. Yeah. Only reason why is because the game they just had, you know, they just beat Maryland on the road. They were fifteen point underdogs I think at one point in that game. So let's be like if they go and they get shredded to them like they were probably supposed to. I wouldn't have been surprised if this line would have been like four and a half or five because people would have been, been yeah. like, okay, Temple's not that good. But now it's up to seven because of that impressive win. But what goes up must come down. I, yeah, see, I mean, see uh,
1: them coming back down to reality this week, and unless there's especially something, on a short week. Unless there's something they really figured out in that game, what makes them so different from the team that we saw in week one. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah I guess we'll find
1: out. There's a couple other uh, games on Friday that I'm interested in. Uh, Penn Penn State's going to Illinois. So Illinois not not a good team. They haven't been a good team in decades, maybe ever. Penn State's a top ten team. They they won another big one, but after after that Appalachian State like that close one, they've actually uh, been pretty impressive. So they're twenty eight and a half point favorites on the road in a short week. That makes me nervous. They're way better than Illinois. They'll win the game. Oh yeah, for sure. But are they going to win by more than four touchdowns? That's that's the question. So I'm I'm picking Illinois here. I've seen them. They're they're not they're not going to get shut out. But this this could be you know four, a four
2: touchdowns is a lot to give up at home because I mean, you just looked at Penn State. I mean they had that scare, week one, when they uh, almost lost to uh, Appalachian State. And then they go out the following week and they annihilated their opponent, and then they come out this past week and annihilated them again. But I mean, let's see here. Penn State played uh, after they almost lost to them. They go and they uh, beat Pittsburgh fifty-one to six. Pittsburgh's not a good team. And then they go and they beat Kent Kent State sixty-three to ten. While Illinois, you know, and Penn, Illinois
1: did beat Kent State. Yeah, they beat them by close. seven. So, and then they beat Western Illinois by 20. You have common opponent there. But then they
2: played a tough team with, uh, I don't think it's Central Florida, but they lost to South Florida by six. But still, I don't think South Florida a South Florida's is pla- decent. Yeah. And here's my thing. It's a short week. It's a Friday night game. You're in. You're on the road. We haven't even gotten to, I mean, I guess now they did play one road game, but this will be their, by far, this will be Penn State's toughest game so far this year. Going on the road in a conference game to uh, Illinois. And, uh... I mean, we'll see. We'll see what uh, yep. Illinois is about. I mean, you're giving almost nearly 30 points. In that situation, too, even if Penn State does go out and gets the, uh, finds themselves up 42 to 10 or something, you could easily see a garbage-time touchdown late in the yeah. fourth. So that that's one of those games where I would tell people, like, you can't get too excited early on. You can't freak out too early on. You just got to watch that game. Because in games like that, there's always those
1: garbage-time touchdowns. Yeah, you take a uh – on the road there, if Penn State has a big lead, they're just going to want to get out of there. Yeah, oh, they'll yeah. sit on the lead. They'll uh, pull it's a some players. Late start too
2: at six o'clock our time, so it's it's an eight o'clock start yeah. in Illinois. So you got to think about that too. Late game start. If that game, by the time that second half comes around, you're looking at ten thirty. You're looking at eleven o'clock at night. This game won't be done till close to midnight. So, that's another thing to definitely keep in mind. Also, it's going to be a late game. So.
1: All right, another game on Friday. The team we just talked about, USC. They're at home against Washington State, and they're favored by 3.5. So I don't really have a pick, but do you really think USC deserves to be 3.5-point favorites when they're 1-2 and two and Washington State's 3-0? and oh? I know it's been yeah, I don't a different know schedule.
2: Washington, I mean, but I think this might be when USC fans might start to realize, oh, shit, maybe our team really isn't that good. Yeah, Washington State, well coached too. They that offense can move the ball. Take care of business.
1: They three zero. They beat the teams. Honestly, it should
2: scare USC fans that it's only a three and a half point line, because that's a game that in the past has been like ten points.
1: You know. Yeah, it, and certain times when Washington State was really bad. Yeah, Big so bigger, I mean, but. yeah, even more. But
2: the fact that it's only three and a half is actually showing that hey, we don't, we don't believe in you know we we think USC really does have problems. Yeah, I think. Uh,
1: I think Washington State beat them last year too. Yeah, I think they did. I actually, so feel like a, I remember. It like was a Thursday night that. game.
2: Yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, I was watching the game at like a, in a bar or something yeah, like a, it probably were. And I remember like the kid next to me, I think, had money on something. And that could be you this year. Yeah, that could be. But I think the play in that game, I don't know, man. I would say to people out there, if you could buy it up to four points, take Washington State. I think that's a good number. I think that's going to be a close game.
1: But yeah, that's USC. Not, the only reason i'd be scared is usc has to show something this week. so maybe they're going to pull out everything they've got, but i don't know what they i don't know what they've got. No. hasn't looked good so far. not not they don't seem like a team that could put up uh, 31 points on, you know, a real opponent. And then i have i have one last pick and that is Minnesota at Maryland over 46. Okay. Minnesota's defense has been good this this year. haven't played very many, like, any any real opponents. Um, Maryland's defense has not. We just saw they lost to Temple. They gave up 30 to Texas. But they, they've they looked uh, all right scoring. So I feel like 46 is low for a college. It's it's very low for a college football game. So.
2: Yeah, let me see that's, where that's. That's,
1: uh, where I, that's what I like. That's on
2: Saturday? Yeah. In
1: Minnesota? Or in Maryland? At Maryland, so. No.
2: Uh, let's see, I'm cruising through any of these bets I like. Because last week, how did we end up doing last week? I know I gave out Hawaii plus seven, and they lost by seven. So that was a push. Yeah. I think they lost, like, 31-24, I don't know, 27-20. It was something like that. I think it was
1: 27-20.
2: But which ones did you say last week?
1: I know I lost the Wake Forest one, but then I'm blanking on the other pick. Uh well, wow. we'll have it. It's, in the, it's in the record somewhere. Yeah. But uh, also Thursday night football. I think you said Cincinnati. Yeah. I do want to say my Wake Forest pick. They were up, 21-14 at halftime. Looked good, and then
2: yeah, and they were getting yeah. what seven and a half or four and a half or something. I think four I think was, and a half. Yeah, right? four and a half. Yeah. What so can you do? That was that was one of those so games a, where it was just eleven up point.
1: And down. You had an eleven point cushion, and they couldn't keep it. Well,
2: I'll tell you what, that was a good game this week is going to be A&M and Alabama. Alabama's yeah. giving uh, 27 points, but Texas A&M, they're not a bad team. They hung. They almost beat uh, Clemson at home. Jimbo Fisher's the coach over there now. That's uh, a
1: well-coached team. I have the other pick. Oh. Okay. That, it wasn't my pick. Joe he called Syracuse, remember? Uh, <laughs> He's, like, going into Big Orange. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about, Joe? Yeah, so, yeah you know. You know he knows his football. Yeah. That. He called that one. We saw how bad
2: Florida State played. Yeah. yeah no, Florida State's in trouble. <laughs> Florida State is in trouble. But... Uh, so, Joe, 1-0. and o. We'll say that. Honestly, another good... Another solid pick, I think, is Oregon State getting six at home against Arizona. Arizona has looked like absolute garbage. Yeah. And that's a team right now. They're 0-3. They're playing with zero confidence. They've lost at home to BYU. They, lost, they just got annihilated by Houston. They're just they're not a good team right now. And g- giving a touchdown on the road, I don't know if on the road is where they're going to find it, especially in a PAC 12 division game. They're going to have to do it like at home against somebody. But so that one kind of a, uh, that one stands out to me, but uh, yeah. Or another good one, Oklahoma state, Texas tech over 78. I know that's a lot of points, but Texas tech just had a 61 to like 49 game versus Houston. I think this past, uh, did they,
1: yeah, that so, you know, was, they, they uh, hadn't scored as much as they had like in the Yeah, they've had a couple so they've
2: so. had a couple high-scoring games already this year. But yeah, that was a that was a really high-scoring one against uh Yeah, we've seen some crazy matchups right
1: between those Big 12 schools back, you know, back when Baylor's good too. You'd always see those like 66-60 games, so and it's yeah. fun to root for, rooting for that it over. Is. Like people oh,
2: like get... people like seeing action. They you like want to see an eighty-yard
1: touchdown. They're like, oh, it only took thirty-two seconds on that drive, and you get all excited, and stuff like that. Oh yeah, people enjoy that. So I would say uh, out of all that, the
2: pick I like the most this week. You know, I honestly I know they've been looking good, but I just I think it's too good of a coach. I I honestly like. Uh, I think Texas A&M getting twenty-seven. I just think they've. They've played pretty good. I know Alabama's just been smothering teams, but Jimbo Fisher's a good coach, and I think he's going to go in there and
1: have his guys ready to at least compete. Somebody's going to slow them down. Yeah. They're, they're not going to win by a game. I 50 mean, again, uh,
2: who have they also played? I mean, they've played uh, the first team. Who the, Who's the first team Alabama played this year?
1: It was all, you know, something state, you know, Arkansas State or yeah, something. Yeah, they
2: played Arkansas State, who they annihilated, which, okay, we, 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 we expect that. And then they beat uh this past week Mississippi, who's nobody. I mean Mississippi Yeah, they lost their coach. O- Old Miss also gave up thirty something points the other day at halftime to a nobody team. I mean that's it was a given that their offense that their defense is bad. But uh the first game Alabama beat up on uh Louisville. But so Louisville, Arkansas State and Old Miss, they've been putting up points, but Texas A&M, you know, they've taken care of business against the two nobody teams they've faced. And uh, the one team they got, number two ranked Clemson, they held them there. They only lost 28-26. So I just think uh, Alabama's going to – I know they're at home, but just too good of a coach in Jimbo Fisher. I think he's going to have his guys ready, and I think they uh, are going to be able to at least compete in that game and be able to lose by less than
1: four touchdowns. All
2: right. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I think we got some good insight there. Yeah. Okay. Got enough for the uh, college football world. Yep. Now moving to what's, hap- what's happening in uh, baseball right now. We got the exciting playoff races. Yes, the we do. Dodgers Rockies are playing at the moment right now. Yep.
2: It's currently one zero L A at the end of the second.
1: That uh, they're up. Dodgers are up by a half game. Uh, but still got two more against the Rockies here. Uh, they just finished a series the series with St. Louis. All these teams are the playing Cardinals each other.
2: Cardinals are currently up 7-1 in Atlanta right. in the ninth. So. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, believe it or not, are actually still in the hunt. Yeah. I mean, they're only – they're it's far back, but they're only six games behind the second wild card spot, which is the Oakland A's right now. And they're up 4-0 in Texas, so
1: they'll probably win that. Yeah, Colton Wong couldn't be more wrong. The wow, Diamondbacks
2: was, and Cubs are 5-1. So you totally they, missed what I said. No, I did right, That was very weird. It, but I
1: didn't understand it. <laughs> What? Uh, There's a story today. Colton Wong called out the Rays as being a terrible organization because his brother didn't get called up in the September call-ups. Oh, wow. And it's like, ah, the Rays are actually... Let them know. They uh, win games when they shouldn't. They have good seasons. Yeah, well, the Rays are the ones that
2: did the little bullpen stuff that we talked about last podcast. You're going to see a lot more in the future, and you'll see it if it's Yankees A's in the wild card game because that's what Oakland's going to do to try to beat New York. But speaking of New York, I actually watched the game... Today, before on my way over here, uh, the Yankees, Red Sox, the Red Sox, all they need to do is win one more game against the Yankees, and they clinch the division. So you know they'd love to do that on the Yankees turf. But it was the bottom of the seventh inning, and this is what gave me the first feel of like fall baseball. Yankees and Red Sox had a pitcher pitcher's duel going all the way into the seventh. Nathan Avoldi pitched six shutout innings. Jay Happ pitched six innings of one hit base. I mean, a uh, one run baseball. They bring Boston brings in the bullpen. First guy comes in, walks the first guy, gets the second guy to pop out, walks the second guy, and then uh, they go to the bullpen. They bring in this other guy. He faces the savvy veteran, Neil Walker, first and second. Made the, got, up, uh, got ahead in the count 3-1, then it became a full count. Guy tried to sneak another pitch in there, and Neil Walker turned on it and went second deck in right field, made it 3-1, and that was just the feel of, like, man, fall baseball is here when you get that excitement. Yep. I mean... He smacked it. He, like, threw up his hand like he knew he had gotten all of it, and it was just, you could just feel the electricity.
1: And you know Fox wants to see that matchup. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's... But we'll see. It could be a good first-round matchup there.
2: It'll be a good first-round match- matchup, whatever. Even if it's Yankees, I mean, even if it's Oakland and uh, Boston, I think that'll be solid because that that A's team, they've got that, that bullpen's good, and that bullpen's going to get them a long ways, and that team can hit. I mean, I was just saying the other day how they scored nine runs in one inning
1: without getting an out. Yeah. I mean, that was ridiculous. There's uh, other Yankees news, and that is that Aaron Judge made his return today. Yeah, that Sound, was in the game. Sounds like he didn't do much No, he
2: his first at bat, I watched it. He had some good swings. His first at bat, he ripped one to line out to right. His second at bat, though, he hit into a double play. And then his third at bat, he did one at, like, just as only Aaron Judge can do, where... It's an inside pitch, and he swings it, and you think it's a routine fly ball to right, and it went all the way to the wall.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Ended
2: up having the guy tagged to the third, but uh, so I guess kind of got us, you know, it was a successful out.
1: And then I don't think I saw his fourth at bat. They really uh, did a decent job without him. You'd think he was by far their most important player. Well, I'll
2: tell you right now who for sure is struggling on that team a little bit is – Gary Sanchez, he's yeah. batting. He's almost gonna break the Yankee record this year for lowest average in a Yankee uniform for a guy that has 300 at bats. He's got a uh, 188 average coming into today. Yeah, and not good. Yeah, there's only been like four other guys in Yankee history that have batted under 200. I think with at least 300 plate appearances. And his biggest issue that a lot of people talk about is actually his catching. He's, very, he's really not a good defensive catcher. Yeah. And there was a play today where it wasn't even like it was a ground, like a passed ball, like that bounced. It was a pitch to him, and he just didn't catch it. And it went right through him. And there was runners on first and second at the time with one out with J.D. Martinez up, and that's what led them to go to second and third. J.D. Martinez hits a fly ball to right. The guy tags up and scores, and it looked like that was going to be the difference of the game for a while until, until Neil Walker hit that three-run bomb. But still, just not very uh, – not very good for, uh, um, Neil
1: Walker. I mean, uh, Gary <laughs> Sanchez. Yeah, that's a interesting situation where he was, I remember they had, like, these three, like, really good prospects. It was him, Bird, and Judge, and Judge was the worst, and Judge has been by far, like, those other guys haven't really lived up to it. But the Yankees didn't need him to, because they're the Yankees, and they're able to get talent other ways. Yeah. And then uh, in the National League Wild card race is uh, Tight with the Cardinals Holding the lead The Dodgers and Rockies are right there too So whoever gets second place Can compete for the wild card spot Looks like Milwaukee's got it wrapped up They'll get that first uh, wild card spot They've been on a tear Yelich uh, had his second cycle of the season Yelich has just been unbelievable It's crazy They said it's his 20th home run after the All-Star break yeah, I
2: guess they were uh, they were talking and they were talking about who uh, candidates for say uh, Cy- I mean wow for MVP are in the National League, and I guess uh, some someone today came out and told his who he thought like his candidates were, and then I guess he ended up getting a lot of backlash on Twitter because he didn't mention Christian Yelich and he came out and apologized, saying like oh I'm, I actually completely forgot about him I'm sorry like he definitely deserves mention, and. He's a great hitter. I'm. A, it always makes me happy to see these guys that are good hitters get out of a shitty organization and then still continue to shine somewhere else. And that's exactly what Yelich has done. He was a good hitter in Miami. Miami's not good. He gets to go to a solid Milwaukee team that's going to be in the playoffs this year, most likely, unless they collapse down the stretch here. But that NL Central is going to get exciting because those three teams are going to all be playing each other. I'm sure over this next couple weeks. That's the other thing too. It's a crazy to think though. This season's almost done. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like it. I mean, today's September 18th. Two it's weeks. like we are, yeah, two weeks left. It's already Halloween. Anyway,
1: well, <laughs> it will be, and we're all excited for it. But the team leading the division right now, the Cubs, they have some bullpen issues. Uh, Brandon Morrow has been announced that he will miss the remainder of the season, including the postseason. If he's their closer. Uh, that hurts when you lose that, even if, if he's not a top-of-the-line guy. But they're also their their second guy Pedro Strop, is out for the rest of the regular season they don't know when he'll return if at all in the postseason so that's and they're not even they haven't been playing all that great as of late you know you see it's like they've they have some issues the rotation uh, Cole Hamels has really saved their asses I'd say but they don't look yeah, as they, good as they've had the last four years but I heading think, in I the think they
2: are starting to heat up a little bit I mean right now they're currently beating diamondbacks five to one, I think in the third. And when you do look at that lineup, that's the thing with them is even if they are struggling, it's like at the end of the day, you look at that lineup and it's like, like I think today it was like Daniel Murphy. And then you have like Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, Zobrist in there. I mean, it's, it really is a a good, dangerous lineup, but I think their biggest issue is going to be the pitching. I mean, uh, Lester isn't doing what he was doing. Uh, you know, they obviously a couple years ago they had Jake Arietta which was their ace. They don't have yeah, him anymore. Yeah, Kyle Hendricks was almost Hendrix just as good two was, years ago. Yeah, and I think he was even better actually. And he is—he's still a good pitcher, but he's not. It's when he comes to pitch, you're not fearing
1: him like you were two years ago. And uh, I don't see Hamels being the Justin Verlander of this year, even though he's been very good for him. I don't see him having that kind of postseason success. But that's why we got to see the games. Yeah, and they will be there, I believe. That's what I was actually going to say. Cubs will make the postseason. That's what
2: I was going to say, too, is, I mean, like, I think it was the other day. I think it was Joe actually was like, oh, well, Houston's going to win it again. And we were both like, are they, though? I was like, because I was looking at it, and it's like, Carlos Correa's all the way down to, like, the six hole in this lineup right now. I mean, he's not doing what he was doing last year. I think, I mean, baseball, it's very difficult for teams to repeat. That's why you don't see it too often. And, I mean... I just think it could be anyone, really. I mean, I think the National League has a lot of potential teams. You know, the Dodgers—they're getting healthy. Uh, the Cardinals—you always have to watch out for because they always like—they love being in the situation they are when they're just under the radar. And
1: Wainwright and the, pitched well on Sunday. That yeah, was huge for them. Was,
2: yeah, I mean, coming back from injury. You got that
1: veteran guy who's done it twice before, I believe. Yeah, that's yeah a two, big, two championships for
2: him. Good news for them. Yeah, but so we'll definitely see. It's gonna. It's we'll gonna be a good, exciting finish.
1: Yeah, the good thing is, this time next week, we probably still won't know. It'll still be not. Uh, oh yeah, that'll solved. that'll. So, I think some of that stuff's to the, gonna literally
2: come down to the final game. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. Definitely gonna be a good race. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. I mean, like I said, it was nice seeing that home run today. It made me really feel like October baseball's here. So it'll be a good race to the finish.
1: Yeah, I feel like October beers already here. that's some October fest, so <laughs> so I'm ready. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's fun to see uh, good baseball, but it still pales in comparison to the fact that football is back. Yes, the NFL. It's what we wait for all year long. And we wait that all Monday after that Monday after this
2: the Monday after the Super Bowl. You just wait for football to come back, and then
1: even when you got it, you just can never get enough. Yeah, I think what's just so nice about it is that 90 percent of the games are on one day. And usually, the Monday night, Thursday night games. So you could skip them. A lot of times, it seems These like. These days, yeah. yeah.
2: I was actually saying that last night. I was talking to my dad because they were showing uh, old highlights from like a 1995 or 96 game between the Bears and the Packers, and it was like Brett Favre out there and everybody screaming. It was the infamous game where the the guy on the Bears fan jumped and caught the field goal thing after he had made it, oh, and like yeah. it landed in the tunnel. And was just amped up when they interviewed him afterwards and he became like kind of like a Monday night celebrity type thing and I was just looking at my dad and I'm like because I remember as a kid uh walking me my mom and dad and I we'd go over to my uncle's house and it'd be all the guys you know my dad and his friends my uncle all sitting there watching football while the kids would run around jump you know they had like a trampoline and stuff and women would just do whatever and it's it was like Monday night football was a good time once upon a time like restaurants would go like all out and stuff and monday night football was like the game of the week and now it's like monday night football games are just they're just not the same energy yeah and i think a lot of that has to do with i think sunday night football has taken that away i think i mean sunday night football are the big exciting football games of the week now i mean they literally it's called the game of the week you know so i mean i think that's kind of taken away from it but Thursday night games
1: are always usually just garbage. And we got we got a bad one this week and we'll yeah, talk we do, about but it. we are gonna talk about it because I think something's gonna happen that game. All right. Uh we'll talk about last week, do a little do some recapping what happened. I think the uh the biggest game of the week and a, a pick that I called correctly was I'm sorry to say oh, the Kansas Chiefs. City Chiefs did beat the Steelers. They won they won by five, and I don't think they were Four and a half point dogs. So I just saw that. It's like I, I think the Chiefs are better right now. Doesn't mean oh, they're yeah. gonna be better at the end of the season. Actually, they're better no, right no. now. the
2: Steelers have problems right now. I mean, Le'Veon Bell still hasn't reported, and then he's just living his, as literally a lady said on Sports Center day, his best life right now. He was at a, yeah. he was had pictures of him on a jet ski in Miami on Sunday, just cruising around. He's on uh he it was, he, he like I said, I've said this before. He does this rap stuff. He enjoys rap, so he's out there doing that stuff and. You know, it's whatever.
1: He'll and be back, but it might, might not matter. I know a one year, Vincent Jackson with the Chargers sat out the first 10 games of the season and then came back and it was just like, hey, he's still going to get paid for those six it'll, games. It'll
2: matter to an extent, I think, because Steelers are fine without him. They're just having other issues right now. James Conner's been tremendous so far. Three rushing touchdowns already. I mean, he's, he's a good running back. I mean, and I, I've said this t- countless times before. D'Angelo Williams was, like, the one of the best fantasy running backs a couple years ago when Bell was out for the first month. So it, it will matter when he comes back, because when he does come back, assuming they play him like they – which I assume they will. Fantasy owners have him. And I am actually one of those fantasy owners in one of my leagues, and I am upset. It's very upsetting. I'm already 0-2 in that league, and I just have no hope right now. I just yeah. – it's hard to lose, it's, and that's a fourteen-man league too, which is insane. And it's hard to, in a league like that, you really bank on your number one player. And for me to not even get to use mine, it's not even like he's struggling; he's just not even being used. Yeah, the fourteen-team league is crazy. How's oh, yeah. that? Twelve was
1: was asking because Joe got he couldn't make it in in your league, and he yeah. was asking about running backs he can get because the auto no, did a terrible anybody. job. And I was going through like the guys I knew, like I was like, oh. So the Marlon Max hurt. So see if you can find Jordan Wilkins. He's the backup for the Colts. He'll get some carries. And Joe looks him up. It's like he's gone already. And it's like seriously, like no one would ever take the draft the backup running back of the Colts, but somehow he was already gone. So it's a terrible, yeah. terrible leak.
2: It really is. And I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, I'm gonna, it's gonna suck knowing like a month from now, I'm just gonna be like, I don't want last place. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna end up be playing for. But you know, that's why I do three leagues. Because it does every out of three leagues, it's difficult to dominate all of them. You're bound to have the one league that your team's not doing that good, so you focus more on the other two. So it's, I'm not panicking. I mean, I sports bet every weekend too, so it's not like winning an amount of money is gonna make me happy in these leagues. It's not like first place gets like two grand or something.
1: Yeah, but you also have to suffer like humiliation that you probably know more than most of these uh, people in the league, and you're gonna. Well, lose the to funny them, thing so. is,
2: is I was actually when I, my team in this league with the with Le'Veon Bell was actually predicted to have the most fantasy points. Because I got Le'Veon, it's a very, I got Le'Veon Bell. I have Aaron Rodgers, who in our league, you can get ridiculous points because the way our settings are all worked up. You know, Smith-Schuster had a couple, of a a decent team, but uh, it just hurts not having him. But who knows, maybe something happens. I mean, maybe I get lucky and am able to pick up some good running back week six or seven that is starting for a team that lost their running back or whatever, but. Anyway, regardless, not important. But also, Steelers aside from Le'Veon Bell are having issues with Antonio Brown. I guess didn't show up to practice today, but yeah. And uh, his agent though did come out today and said Antonio Brown does not want to be traded. And I know he enjoys playing there; it's a good team. But he took it very. He did not like that a uh, someone had come out that I guess they said he used to work in the Steelers office. I think.
1: I don't know, but yeah, it's something where he just said like trade. He basically me, find said
2: out. that uh, Brown's not. the only reason why he's getting paid and is good is because he's got Roethlisberger and Brown basically said, literally said trade means find out and I I, honestly I agree with Brown I mean obviously it helps any receiver to have a good quarterback, but Brown is one of the better route runners, if not the best route runner in the league, he's in an elite category for going to go down as one of the greatest receivers to ever play the game it's like he's, and yes I mean to be a great receiver to play the game you need to have a good quarterback, I mean look at Jerry Rice had Montana he had Steve Young you know, Randy Moss had good quarterbacks. You know, I mean, all these great receivers, you have to have a good quarterback. That's just science. But to he would be able to go somewhere else if he was still in his prime. Because the only reason why you don't ever see, other than Randy Moss, guys still perform when they leave their good quarterbacks is because it's later in their career. They're they're done. Yeah. But I'm, if Antonio Brown were to go to another team, assuming he didn't – as long as Nate Peterman wasn't throwing him the ball,
1: he'd yeah. be fine. Yeah, there's no, there's no talent evaluators out there who think – Antonio brown is a product of ben roethlisberger yeah insane
2: honestly you could also that goes both ways i mean you could argue antonio
1: brown sometimes makes roethlisberger's numbers look great oh i think he does i think i think it's always helped uh big ben he's always had oh, he's solid always, receivers yes yeah I mean, and but i mean clearly got talent but
2: i'm mean, obviously i'm it's no secret i'm a steelers fan it's no secret you hate the steelers but just being on a mutual talk here he, I mean it just goes both ways. I mean, a lot of them I mean, Roethlisberger's made some of these receivers good and some of these receivers have made him good. I mean, so
1: it's Yeah, you it's can just always have goes. that argument. You can have that argument with this the team, the team that beat you, the hottest but hottest offense in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes 10 touchdowns. Yeah. So a lot of people were excited about him this year I'll because of the talent around him. I'll tell you right
2: so. now not being I'm excited for this Monday night game this week because Right now, I think it was Steelers were only favored by a point and a half in Tampa Bay. Yeah. And you look at that right now, you have two teams, and they say this all the time. Like, I've been sports betting a long time, almost 10, or no, about 10 years now. A real thing that is, like, teams going in completely different directions, and this is a prime example of two teams going in completely different directions. Steelers have chaos going all in the locker room right now. They're in the media right now. They haven't won a game yet. They're 0-1-1. And then you look at Tampa Bay. Zero expectations. They've won their first two games against good teams, the Saints and the Eagles. They're two and zero. Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to the podium dressed in Deshaun Jackson's clothes. Like they're having fun. They're having a good time. And it's like you can just tell. Like it seems like things are going on. Everyone's getting along well. There's everyone. They're having a good. They're just having fun. And uh, I'll tell you right now, if Fitzpatrick is at least three and one by the time Winston comes back, I don't even bring
1: Winston back. I let Fitzpatrick oh, I think ride that ship. I Like I saw, it's minus 500. That you can bet on it. For Fitzpatrick that, to that, stay? Yeah, that Winston will – That yeah, Fitzpatrick will start game. And four.
2: honestly, if I'm Tampa Bay, not only do I not have Winston play, I completely get rid of Winston.
1: I just don't – there's something about yeah, Jameis Winston
2: I don't like. He's had
1: his issues. The, the, in how you see these other – I haven't heard Mike Evans, but the way Deshaun Ch- Jackson has talked about it, I think it's clear Like the team is really behind Fitzpatrick here. Or I don't know if they're behind uh Jameis. So. Yeah.
2: I mean you could tell they're having fun too and stuff, but like like I said, with the fact that he did the uh, put on like the like Deshaun Deshaun Jackson's locker and put on his like clothes and stuff. He's just this white guy that graduated from Harvard with a beer and he's just got his you know, funny. Yeah, who, stuff he's going on.
1: he's who we want as a football player. Just you know, he he tries hard, he's fun. It's, it's great. It'll be great to see if if he has, like, a Nick Foles uh, run here. I don't think anyone is uh, going to be too upset. Oh, yeah. I mean. And,
2: I mean, I'll tell you, Tampa Bay, I mean, I'm not going to go as crazy as to say they're going to make the playoffs yet, but Tampa Bay, they, they do have talent on that offense. You got Fitzpatrick who's doing well. You have Deshaun Jackson who's starting to play like the Deshaun Jackson we used to know in Philadelphia. And then you've got uh, – Mike Evans, who I think people forget, is a top ten receiver in this league when he's like yeah. healthy and whatnot.
1: O.J. Howard's made made some plays. O.J.
2: Howard's like starting to become like the tight end that we thought he would be. I mean, this is I, I know their defense. I don't think is anything special, but it's they're getting better. They're they're a team to they might be. They're a team that I don't. I think Vegas is going to quickly realize that you don't roll over this team. So if there's value in Tampa Bay games,
1: I would definitely uh, jump on it. Right. Another uh, thing that's happened in the NFL, I'm sure you've noticed, roughing the passer penalties are up. Uh, they, they didn't change the rule, but there's new emphasis emphasis about making sure people don't uh, land on the quarterback when they hit them and th- that kind of stuff. Uh, Clay Matthews has not been able to figure this out. <laughs> so week one, he I think kept, it's it's hard the for game. these guys
2: because they're so they play they, especially guys like Clay Matthews that play at 110. You just go at it and you just don't even think. You just your thought is to Hit the guy, you know, yeah. and
1: then it's just it all—it's all happening so fast out there. Well, if you saw uh, a Packers defensive lineman um, ended up, he like wrapped up Kirk Cousins and then just let him go because he thought because Kirk Cousins was pump faking, so he assumed the ball was let go and he's like, oh, I have to let him go because yeah, otherwise I get a flag. And then Kirk Cousins just ran around. <laughs> so I was like, Uh, oh, this rule is so. There's Clay Matthews who doesn't get it, and then there's people who get it too much. Yeah. So, uh, but this, yeah, this week. He uh, roughed the passer on an interception that would have sealed the game. Uh, the Vikings ended up tying, and they should have won. They missed two field goals, shorter field goals. And that <laughs> that was, was that was really the story that of, was the, a disaster. of the week. He wasn't the only guy to struggle. Uh, this week there was 12 missed field goals. Um, <laughs> this Vikings kicker lost his job. Fifth-round pick, highest kicker taken this last draft. Already out of a job. The Browns kicker missed two extra points and two field goals. They lost only by three points. He's gone, too. Um, There's also seven missed extra points total, which you just shouldn't miss extra points, sir. Oh, yeah. I think they're like 31 yards or something. Yeah, yeah,
2: 32 or 3 or something.
1: you You shouldn't be missing extra points. No, especially in the NFL. Definitely not. So it seems like we've got a kicking problem after kicking success rates have gone up and up and up and up. Just, yeah, I mean it's pretty wild that I uh, you know your kicker missed
2: two, two right? Yeah, Boswell's missed a couple here, but I don't think Bo- Boswell's not going anywhere. He's and yeah, he's they, good. They, so they signed just... him an extension. They the the Cleveland game there was a lot of rain. Kansas City, yeah, he missed whatever, but he'll he'll be fine. I just think that just goes with everything going on in Pittsburgh right now. But the yeah, the, it's I feel bad, you know, a little bit, but I, I feel bad, but then I don't because it's like you're a kicker. Your job is just put it in there. I mean, okay, you're gonna miss. 40-something yarders here and there. You're going to definitely miss 50 yarders here and there. But the extra points, you got to hit. I mean, I think the f- field goal that was going to be the game winner for Minnesota's kicker was like 33 yards or yeah. something. It's, it was about an extra point. And, I mean, I, I, at that point, it's 100% in your head. You're thinking too much. But you can't expect to get cut. This is the NFL. I mean, I think he knew when, he, when they get the – however they tell him, like, oh, blah, blah wants to speak with you or whatever – You have to know, like, and you got to just understand that. Like, you can't throw a temper tantrum about that either. It's like, your job here, like, I'm sorry, like, we we can't move on with you as our kicker. And then you just hope to get better, and hopefully another team will give you a chance, and we'll see. I mean, if you're getting released from the Cleveland Browns, though, you're most likely not getting another chance for the other kicker.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean. I mean, that's pretty bad. And it's strange. It said that the guy the Browns signed... um, only made, like, 70% of his field goals in college. It's like, that's not good, but you never know. The uh, The Vikings signed Dan Bailey, who just hit, like, 89% of his field goals over his career. So
2: That's going to be a good one for them, I you think. Know.
1: The Chargers don't even, like, really use a kicker. They, I think they've decided they're not going to attempt to kick over 45 yards unless they absolutely have to. You know, it's the end of a half or something. I think it's the right move. Just, like, they can't trust. Even if this guy is solid that they have, It just the percentages just well, seem think, so low. Now.
2: I think what was funny is... Uh, was the was the LA Rams yeah. Zerline gets hurt early in the game so what did the Rams have to do? Go for two basically the whole game and they did it and the only time they and then they did kick one field goal because it was really short it was about a 27 yarder and it was the punter that kicked it and he nailed it so it just it was yeah. just funny that while all this stuff was going on the Rams basically just made a mockery of everyone by having their punter make a field goal and then had to go for two every time and Look what they did. 34-0. I mean, yeah, they made a mockery
1: of everyone in all facets of the game <laughs> there. Oh
2: yeah. The thing, I mean, the Rams have come out for real this year they, like we expected. They look they like are, the best team. They are the best team in the NFL. I was right worried
1: cuz the guys they signed are not great people, but they're very good football players. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a a big game next week. Battle Battle of LA. The yeah. Chargers are going into the Coliseum. Chargers have a really good offense. They have some good defenders. The Rams just look like a, in another class, though. So I'm worried about the game. Yeah, I don't want to see the Chargers get, like, smacked by 20 because they're a better team than that. But the Rams just look – I mean, they, that Cooks deal, that was a great great upgrade. Huge upgrade over Sammy Watkins. Cooks is just a way uh, better yeah. and way better. I, I feel receiver. like people
2: forgot how good Cooks is yeah. because maybe he didn't do what people thought he would do with Tom Brady. But I knew when they got him, like, he was low in, like, fantasy stuff. I'm like – Cook, I got people him in both not, leagues that I was, I was, like, was in. So. People are not talking about Cooks enough is what I was thinking. And he has come out already
1: and done very well. Yeah. So the team just looks – there's there's no there's no weaknesses. Yeah. say so they don't have a it kicker. Really and when they do have that kicker, he might yeah, be the best kicker. That's what I know. NFL. I was actually
2: saying that to someone today, too. They were like talking about the Rams kicker getting hurt. And I'm like, yeah, he's probably one of the best kickers. And he was like, what, Really? He's like, so you're telling me that not only does this team have all this, then they just happen to have like the best kicker too? And well, I well, they like, had him when yeah. they were trash. So yeah, oh yeah, Zerline's been there for a while. He's had his due, yeah. but he'll be back in probably a month or so. He'll be back.
1: Yeah, this week we also saw the Patriots lose. Just want to say that because it's fun. I always enjoy mm-hmm. the Patriots losing. I'm sure you do as well. Yeah, but uh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville looked pretty decent. They 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 scored. So even even without Leonard Fournette, without You know, a lot of their weapons, they were able to put some points. They're a dangerous team. Maybe I I was talking about them.
2: We talked about that too. I actually said I liked the under, which I know ended up going over barely. But uh, I did like Jacksonville also that game. I was saying that I thought Jacksonville was gonna was gonna give them a tough time. You know, early in the season, Belichick, Brady, they lose early in the year sometimes. I mean, it's no. They've made it clear that, like, basically, I feel like they've... I've heard before that Belichick basically even says he considers September still, like, preseason. So, I mean, Belichick, just he's not worried in September. The Patriots aren't worried in September. If you're going to beat the Patriots, you have to do it in September because by the time it becomes around December or January, it's not easy to beat New England, so... Yeah. And now they have a new weapon. Yep, Josh Gordon... I know that's been like the big thing is everyone's a lot of people have been like comparing it to Randy Moss, and I heard people today talking about that and just laughing at that, saying like how disrespectful that is to Randy Moss.
1: Which I mean I agree with. Randy Moss Josh Gordon's never been in the same But Josh Gordon might be the most talented receiver. Oh yeah, sure, but he's no Randy Moss. Yeah, and I don't think anyone ever will be. I think he's No. I think he's the best of all time. Just Uh, definitely was my favorite to watch as a kid. But, uh, I I, mean, and I'm not saying
2: Josh Gordon's not going to have success there. I mean, he is a good receiver, and he showed with that catch he had against the Steelers that he still has that great talent. And with Tom Brady, I mean, he can do good, but I just... I mean, you just can't be comparing him to Moss. I mean, Moss ended up catching, like, 24 touchdowns
1: that year or whatever it was. Yeah. But it makes me worried they're going to get Edelman back pretty soon, too. And yeah, and he still it makes has me grog. worried as, as a Chris Hogan fantasy owner, he has... He was horrible week one and then had two touchdowns last week. And now he's probably going to be useless after this. And <laughs> it, was a, it was a very bad pickup. But no one cares about that. Uh, so you want to make some picks here? Yeah, I mean, we can dabble we on got the... got a Thursday, Thursday. Yes. Game, a game. I don't... You have to be a real football junkie to really want to see this. It's uh could have been the battle between the number one pick and the number three pick. But it... Uh, Baker Mayfield... Does not look like he's gonna ever play at this point. Uh, Cleveland's at home, favored by three. I I hate I hate making a pick here. I don't like either. Lines.
2: I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna go with it, ladies and gentlemen. I think this is when the streak ends. Yeah. I think Cleveland Browns get their first victory. It's a Thursday night game. It's a home game. Short week, so this is your time to take advantage of a team. Sam Darnold, I think, is still. I mean, I, he's good, but there's still something about him that he just hasn't really convinced me yet. And I think when you look back at like how Detroit did beat up on, uh, I mean, how uh, the, the Jets, Jets beat up on Detroit, it was a lot of defensive stuff. Stafford looked like absolute shit that game. The team looked like shit, and they just picked on it. But then they come back at home against the Dolphins, who are no one special, and then it was vice versa. I mean, the Dolphins basically picked on the Jets. Now it's a short week. It's the first time Sam Darnold's going to be playing off like a short week. He's in Cleveland, who are hungry for a win. You know, the... They got a, They have a lot of talent still. With Carlos Hyde, Landry, uh, Tyrod Taylor. I think on a short week at home, knowing that it's that's the other thing too. Is it's a nationally televised game. Also, like this is the game of the only pro football game on that night. So everybody's gonna be watching. That's when Cleveland wants to be on the stage to get that first win. I think it. I think it happens. I think they'll play with a little extra. They know it's a rookie quarterback. He's the number one pick for quarterbacks and they're going to want to... No, wait, no, he wasn't. They had the number one pick. He was yeah. a top quarterback pick. A lot of people thought he should have been number one. So they're going to want to defend their quarterback who was picked number one, even though he's not playing, and prove like, hey, this is why we didn't want to be, play him. But then you could switch all that around. And Sam Darnold, who probably thought he should have been the number one pick, could cut want to come into Cleveland and show to that organization, you fucked up not picking me. So... There is that thought, but uh, I just think Cleveland's going to do it. It's a really low over-under in that game, too, 39-and-a-half.
1: Yeah, I guess Cleveland's, Cleveland's offense has not and the really, Jet, really the done Jets much. The Jets actually
2: so. have a surprisingly pretty good defense.
1: They have a good coach.
2: You know, honestly, though, good when you really think coach. about it, I think a lot of money's going to come in on the Jets because, let's be honest, they're plus 150 on the money line. Cleveland hasn't won a game in over 600 days. So how do you not
1: take the Jets as yeah, underdogs? That's why I can't I can't pick Cleveland. But
2: that should also like scare people cuz like even Vegas is basically thinking like how I'm thinking like hey this is Cleveland's time. They're going to do it, so yeah. We'll I mean definitely. they're at home and
1: they were impressive. They tied a playoff team and they should have beat another playoff team, so it's been a good stretch for them.
2: Yeah. So that's why I think. I think Cleveland's going to I think Cleveland's gonna run. I mean, it's gonna end up winning. I would almost just, I mean, I would maybe just bet on the money line unless you can get like two and a half. If you can get two and a half, then jump on two and a half or two. I mean, I think, like I said, I think a lot of money could come in on the Jets just because they're underdogs, and that might bring that line down yeah, to like wait, two and a half or two. So I would definitely wait. But if that line jumps up to three and a half, then I would uh, either take Cleveland money line or if even go the other way. But I do think Cleveland wins that game. I'm just not sure if they're going to win by, you know, a touchdown or more. I just think they could, they will win that game. I could see, like, an ugly 2017-type game or something like that, 17-14 even. So. A Thursday
1: night special. Yep, that's, exactly. That's what that is. Um, so I got my picks of the week. Got two of them. Yeah, I'll find first one more one, football one. First one, 49ers at the Chiefs. Ride the hot team. Ride the hot offense. Chiefs are favored by seven. Right now, I think they're going to... I'm not really all that impressed with San Francisco. I don't think they, they have a good defense at all. They won't be able to slow this offense down. Chiefs are at home. They're going to want to put on a show for their home fans. I think they'll win by a couple scores there. Then my second pick is uh, the Saints are at Atlanta. I'm taking the over 53. This seems low for these two teams. In a dome, Drew Brees yeah. performs. And if this game is close... There's going to be some late scores. If if the, the Saints are down, they they always seem to you know come back. Like like against Tampa, week one, they were down two touchdowns, and it's just like they they scored some points at the end. And I think that's what they always do. It's like they're 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 terrifying, even though they're you know one and one have been kind of disappointing. Just at the end of the game, like they'll figure out a way to score. So
2: yeah, I think uh one I'm liking here is uh, I like the home. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. I just do not. I really don't. I just do not buy into the Bears yet. I don't know why. I just know yeah. a lot of people are doing it, but I watched the game last night, and Trubisky, that defense is good. Like I definitely buy into Khalil Mack. I mean, he has been phenomenal. And uh, anyway, he uh, – I just – but Trubisky – he just is missing throws and stuff, other stuff like that, and it's it's just not – I just feel like, you know, he's going to go to Arizona. Arizona's 0-2. They still have – I mean, Sam Bradford's not bad. He still Fitzgerald. David Johnson, I mean, obviously he didn't get much of an opportunity against the Rams, but that's what's going to happen. And, yes, they have that good uh, um, linebacking core for the Bears, so he might have another struggle, but I just think at home they're getting six points. I'm just not buying the Bears to be – good enough to be a six-point favorite on the road right now. So I'm going to... I like the home team getting six there. So I like the Cardinals plus six.
1: And that'll be... That's a, <laughs> my football pick. Yeah. I think it's bold, because Sam Bradford... I don't know. It is bold. I think if 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 they don't win, if he doesn't do something this week, they have to go to uh Yeah, they Rosen. probably will.
2: I'm yeah. just... Like I said, I'm doing that boldly because... I'm just not... The Bears haven't
1: sold me yet. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a problem with now, Trubisky. Now, if the Bears
2: go there and they win by double digits, I'll slowly believe in them. But I need to see, like... If the Bears would have beat Green Bay week one, then I'd probably be like, okay, wait a minute. They went to Green Bay and won. I mean, sure, Rodgers got hurt. But if he even sold a It's also a fluky
1: game just because they, they had a couple... Had a defensive touchdown and then another...
2: No, I know. but that And that's my players. point, too. It's because the offense isn't that great right now. Trubisky still needs stuff to work on. I mean, he'll get there, I think, but I don't think he's there
1: yet. It looks really bad that they're making so many excuses for Trubisky, and it's like, oh, they've got this great Kansas City coach um, to, you know, help them because they run good offense there. And then you compare it to Mahomes, who has taken 10 picks after Trubisky in the same draft.
2: They were showing those uh, stat lines because that was the draft of those three quarterbacks, Trubisky, Watson, and uh, Mahomes. They talk about how Trubisky has, like... It, it was something like Trubisky has, like, 10 starts or something like that and has thrown, like, 14 starts and has thrown 10 touchdowns or 10 starts and thrown 14 touchdowns. And then Watson's had 8 starts and thrown 24 touchdowns. And then Mahomes has had 3 starts and thrown 10 or something.
1: Yeah. It's, like, it's crazy. It looks bad when you're making a lot of excuses when it's like, oh, we knew Mahomes would be good because he's in a good system. It's like, wait, isn't... He's in, uh, Trubisky's in the same system so it shouldn't be that big of a difference but it is.
2: Yeah. Right. No, we'll see. Let's
1: move on to what happened this weekend in a sport we don't usually cover but we happened to watch Oh, boxing? We watched the big boxing match. We did. And it was good. It was entertaining. But a lefty wanting more? I feel like the uh the better guy didn't necessarily win, but it wasn't, like, a terrible decision. I think the guy who won, won. Well, yeah. I mean, but the Mexican
0: just, one as the yeah. announcers kept saying.
1: So, uh, in boxing, you get a lot of away with a lot. You know, the sport is people, you're just getting punched in the face. So the announcers kept calling, and then there's another shot from the Mexican. It seemed a little weird, but it's totally fine in boxing. Nobody <laughs> cared.
0: They said it, like, ten times, though, which is kind of funny it's yeah. like they forgot his name or something
1: but i think uh this this sets up for a number three which is always uh w- what you want out of a, a great boxing match is a trilogy yeah right so
0: it's not about this fight it's about the next fight because you can build more money for it
1: well that's the cynical view maybe you just want to see more great fighting
2: also boxing slowly dying i mean these are a couple of the last yeah. good boxers. that's why mayweather keeps coming back Because I think boxing basically tells him, like, please come back for a fight. And and Mayweather is coming back in December to fight Pacquiao again. But, I mean, that's what – I mean, boxing is – it's just not what it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And it was, like – that was the big sport everyone was betting on. And, like, that was the crazy stuff. Like, fight night was, like, a big thing where everyone gathered around together on a Saturday night or something. But it's just not how it's going anymore. Yeah, and I
0: don't even think bringing back – Mayweather and Pacquiao is the right move. I don't know if there is the right move. No, I don't think cares. Two 45-year-old cares. people boxing and one of which is one of the most boring guys to watch when you just want to see someone get their ass kicked. This guy he's great with, you know, his technique and dodging and everything, but it's eh. a boring fight.
2: Undefeated is pretty good. Yeah. But uh, I think that's the other big thing too is people want to see him go down finally. A lot of people don't like him and want to see him lose and I would love a Pacquiao. That would be I think it's just one of those things where people just want to see him go down at least once. But who knows if he ever will. It's just so weird that he's, like, he's retired and then come out of retirement now. That's, like, the second time. Yeah. But, again, I he think He likes that's money.
1: The, oh, he's obsessed with it. A little bit. That's, that's the question with uh, this matchup is, is Triple G like money enough to, to keep doing this? He's, he's older. Well, I think he's
2: starting to get a little frustrated, though, because I think it seems like it's been twice now where he feels like he should have won... And he feels like it's going unfairly against. He him. He has to so. knock
1: him out. I think he, yeah, he made you know, a mistake. He does. And round ten, I think he he really had oh, him. Oh, he did he have was, a chance. Yeah. He, dazed he didn't. Him. He didn't. Uh, you know, push and you know, Canelo ended up winning. And I think that's kind of been a. I don't know if it's a great look for boxing that the guy that they said would be the the next best like fighter after after Mayweather was gone that he uh, hasn't won either of his uh, marquee matchups since since then. So. But I think they're gonna really push for another rematch.
0: Yeah, and, I would agree with
1: that. Because I don't know what else <laughs> anyone's going to get until then. So it's, a, it's scary for that sport. I mean, we we watched like half of one of the other fights, and it was it just looks stupid. Like all these guys are the people who who are still boxing. It's like. What are you even doing with your life? Why are you doing this? You
0: well, I some I, weird That guy with <laughs> the, the spindly beard—it looked like a, a pirate or something from the 20s. I wouldn't have mind watching that fight. Oh yeah, yeah. that was funny. He got knocked out too, didn't he? Or he got. Yeah, because the guy got. One of the guys got knocked out, and I think he just got t- put to the ground for a second. But he yeah, got he got—he
1: went to his knees, and then I thought the ref just said, "No, get up, like it's done."
0: Oh yeah, that, you could be right.
1: Yeah. yeah. What does it matter? What I guy. was pretty drunk at that point. Oh, a little <laughs>
0: bit. Did not cook the Kobe bur- uh, burger whatsoever, Tony. I'll yes, tell you I that. Did. No, oh, really? you didn't.
1: You you burnt the outside. That's what you do with the burger. <laughs> Is it? Absolutely. Yes. All right. Anything else? No, we're we're done with sports here.
0: That's all we've got, huh? That was a pretty solid. Uh, yeah,
1: football gets gets us going.
0: Uh, right, not works. So. Nothing wrong with that. Well, We appreciate you guys uh, tuning in for the sports pod. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and tell your friends and don't forget to listen to that entertainment podcast. Those come out at the exact same time as the sports one, so it's already out. As always, I am Sean. Joined with me, we have Offroad Andy.
1: Bye.
0: And Tony Katz. See you later. Thanks for listening to Tony's Take Sports Pod. We'll see you on the next one.